Salutations, my friends. To start this live off, I'm going to be playing a clip from the 2009 documentary Conspiratus by Zindris. I don't want to take up too much time, so let's go. I'm convinced it's much more serious than that. It's more than a loose-knit network. It is a conspiracy. In 1784, a copy of this document was sent to the Illuminous Weissop and delegated to foment the French Revolution. I mean, the Illuminati was responsible for the French Revolution? Yes, absolutely. The courier was struck dead by lightning as he rode through Radisson. Radisson on his way from Frankfurt to Paris. What about a little divine intervention there, huh? The police found the subversive documents on his body and turned them over to the proper government authorities. After careful study of the plot, the Bavarian government ordered the police to raid Weissop's newly organized lodges of the Grand Orient and the homes of some of the most influential associates, including the castle of Baron Bassen Sonderhofdorf. Additional evidence was thus obtained convinced the authorities that documents were a genuine copy of a conspiracy by which the synagogue of Satan had controlled the Illuminati at the top, planned to use wars and revolutions to bring about the establishment of one kind or another of a one-world government, the powers of which they intended to usurp as soon as it was established. In 1785, the Bavarian government outlawed the, the Illuminati and closed the lodges of the Grand Orient. In 1786, they published the details of the conspiracy. Um, the new order of the world, our enterprise is now a success. He said these blind slaves say they are free and highly educated, even as they march behind, notice this word, signs. Have you ever taken time to analyze a sign or a billboard or a logo? We'll start up here. In 1784, an act of God placed the Bavarian government in possession of evidence which proved the existence of the continuing Luciferian conspiracy. This explains the previous nine pages, goes into it in detail. We don't have time to do it completely. Conspiracy. Uh, Adam Weishoff, a Jesuit playing professor of canon law, defected from Christianity and embraced the Luciferian ideology while teaching at Ingolstadt University. In 1770, the money. Uh, lenders who had recently organized the House of the Rothschild retained him to revise and modernize the old, age-old protocols designed to give the synagogue of Satan ultimate world domination so they can impose the Luciferian ide ideology upon the re what remains of the human race after the final social catechism by use of sat satanic despotism. Weinshoff completed his task on May the 1st, 1776. It's a communist holiday, isn't it? May 1, 1776. The plan required the destruction of all existing governments and religions. In 1776, Weissoff organized the Illuminati to put the plot into execution. The word Illuminati is derived from Lucifer and means holders of the light. Salutations, my friends. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. What you were listening to was, unfortunately, uh, Ted Gunderson, 
He's passed away. We've talked about him a number of times over here on the show. Ted Gunderson, uh, former head of the FBI, California Division. Uh, but what you were listening to briefly was conspiracists, the Satanic Illuminati Conspiracy. It's a documentary that went out back in 2009. And I caught myself watching it yesterday, and I could not believe how far ahead into this agenda we are. And with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and we don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to try to break down as much stuff as I can. Um, the essential episode title for this one is The Breakdown of Law and Order, as the easiest thing to say. Um, right now, I know people are wanting to talk about the debates, two old senile white bastards over here talking about how they're going to rule the country. I'll let you guys go deal with that on your own time. Uh, what I want to do is <clears throat> briefly kind of connect how we've gotten to this point. You know, I was watching this documentary and it had people like Ted Gunderson, Phil, uh, Bill Cooper, Phil Schneider, uh, you know, uh, John Todd. Um, it even had a, a Chuck Misler. You know, it had all kinds of like fantastic people that are no longer here with us. Fritz Springmeier, like we've interviewed him as well. Um, you know, going over satanic MK Ultra and satanic ritual abuse and it's just crazy to see that we are literally in this battle now to where it's no longer hidden, it's no longer conspiracy, it's out there out in, out there in the open. Uh, where we're basically talking about BLM, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, China, uh, insurrection, subversion, cult, sub, cultural subversion, and so much more. And it's just crazy, man, because we are a generation that doesn't get to uh, theorize about these things. We now have to live through them. Um, I'll put it to you this way. A lot of the topics that we're going to be going over are kind of carryovers from what we discussed uh, with our exclusive members, which is a good way for me to start with updates before we start getting into things. Patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction. You guys can support this operation there. Once you're there, you can join uh, whichever tier works for you. There's all kinds of different payment plans uh, and different benefits for different payment plans uh, for however you, however you want to support be it a dollar five dollars ten dollars it's however you guys want to support us at this point man i kind of feel i kind of feel like it's counterintuitive to come up over here and ask you guys for money so i really don't do that but if you guys want to support this operation you want to see us succeed you want to see us improve help uh, also the web app is experiencing some interference i think over the next couple weeks or so it should be good but you guys still can get access to it freedomsfaction.disciplemedia.com uh, join us and help spread the message. There's a lot of different things that I'm trying to do with that on top of all of the other existing work that we have. Now, to fly through the My Patriot Supply <laughs> plug that I'm going to do real quick, September 18th, one of you, whoever's listening right now, one of, the, one of the followers, right? One of you were like, oh my God, that's a great marketing ploy for you to uh, post about My Patriot Supply because one of our exclusive members uh, had a conversation with somebody that was involved in uh, food distribution, federal meats, I think. Uh, and they were saying that they were having to stock up because they didn't expect meat. They didn't expect food. They were expecting a shortage. And we've been talking about food shortages over here, coin shortages, all kinds of different things like that for quite some time. <clears throat> Bringing this up. Okay. So I'm just going to read you real quick something I'm going to go over. Um, in the podcast, I'll fly through it with you guys. This is, whoop, 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 whoop. this is just me doing like a ridiculous plug. Grocers stockpile, build pandemic pallets, resurgence of COVID-19 cases and impending holiday rush 
prompt retailers to sideline lean inventory strategies. The supply, oh, this is uh, from Dredge Report feed. We put that up September 28th. This next one comes from Signs of the Times. It says that the supply chain is breaking and food shortages are getting worse. This next one comes from HFTA Plan by Max Lavo, September 28th. Grocery stores prep for the second wave of COVID-19 by stocking up their inventory. So September 19th, one of our followers decided to send us a cute message saying that it was a cute marketing ploy, getting some of that insider information about what we were talking about essentially 10 days later. I'm not going to sit up over here and beat a dead horse. If you guys want to support us, if you want to, you know, get storable goods, you want to think past tomorrow and stop going to the grocery stores, we can help you out with that. We can help you out with some of that. They have a great deal going on with uh, water filtration units, um, air filtration units, um, survival straws, like all kinds of different stuff. Check it out. My Patriot Supply. I'll put the link for that in the uh, episode article or the, uh, the link in the description bar below included with this. The reason why I wanted to fly through that is because the updates really do take too much time, unfortunately. But to give you guys a quick, uh, a quick run through of the topics that we're going to be going through, we'll be talking about what's going on in the black community, my stance on BLM. Um, again, like I said before, the breakdown of law and order, creating this lawlessness and authoritarianism, uh, and essentially Christianity going underground. I think you're gonna like the transition that we have there. You know, but I think the best way for me to intro all this stuff I'm saying is uh, just a couple weeks ago, we talked about one of the co-founders of BLM, Patrice Colors, um, admitting that she conducts witchcraft. And then uh, this past week, we found out that a pro-communist organization or a pro-Chinese communist organization also helps fund Black Lives Matter. And I freaked out about that on the podcast episode, that you have a Hungarian-born Jew, George Soros, creating the foundation of, of Black Lives Matter. And then you've got a Chinese communist organization funding Black Lives Matter. And they're supposed to represent the black blight in America. They're supposed to know about the stuff that I've gone through. And so I'll touch on that again uh, this week on the episode because there was more information that came out uh, right here. Chinese state media outlet throws support behind Black Lives Matter. And I'll get into this this week, but you have them putting up like a little a little a little cartoon of uh, American cops chasing black people. And for anybody that's got two cents that understands we're not trying to be racist, like China truly is like one of the most anti black people out there. And so let me lead into that by saying, what is going on in the black community? What, what is going on in the black community? Um, I myself am a military brat. I've had the culture, I've had the, the blessing of being able to live in different communities and different cultures all over the world. But this little quick spicy meme I'm gonna read from kind of exemplifies what I think everybody already inherently understands, especially whenever you go into either black communities or impoverished communities. I think that's a better way for me to look at it. You know, you got a Chinese food restaurant, a Korean liquor store, an Arab cor corner store, a Vietnamese nail salon, an Indian cell phone store, an Italian pizzeria, and a church that talks about the white man's religion. That's what's going on in the black community right now. And so we're talking about a people that doesn't really ever get to express or explore its culture. We're talking about how we have been generationally suppressed. 
I don't get up over here and talk about race because it's a very divisive topic. I think everybody can inherently understand that. I don't know if this is a joke, but if the race wars come, you know what it is. But what I'm trying to tell you guys is you have to look at the systemic manipulation of tribes, the systemic manipulation of race, and trying to get us down to a, a, a position of, of subservience. When I'm talking about my stance on BLM and when I'm talking about what's going on in the black community, you've got to look at how we have essentially been robbed, how we've been manipulated. Um, unfortunately, you know, I had I had Riza Islam on when we talked about this, you know, marijuana, what's going on with the black community and how escaping the hood is a real thing. You don't want to join up with gangs. You don't want to do no hood shit. You're just trying to you're just trying to get your education and get up on out. You don't want to throw away your childhood. This is something we've talked about over here on the show, unfortunately, a number of times. But what is happening right now, if you ask me, and we've talked about this as well, is group economics. We're waking up from that spell. Uh, some people are saying they're waking up, getting off of the democratic plantation. That's still somewhat a racist connotation to think about. But it's still people looking at how they're being oppressed, practicing uh, that unlearning of the tactics that got them there, and then teaching themselves something new. Um, Bind the bar, bind the block, not the bar. I hope that makes sense to some of our viewers. But what I'm trying to say is when you have outside organizations trying to speak for a culture which it knows nothing about, all it's going to do is disrupt every single thing that that, that culture stands for. We've talked about corporatism. We've talked about uh, uh, synthetic cultures being given to us, right? This is another thing I talked about on exclusive members, uh, the, 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 the thug culture, right? trap, rap, and all this other stuff. It's a very, very deep-seated issue. And so when you're looking at Black Lives Matter, these people aren't really speaking on that. They're not speaking on drug addiction. They're not speaking on poverty. They're not speaking on crime. They're not speaking on like a, like any of, the, any of the real issues. Again, like I said before, a Hungarian-born Jew, George Soros, and then China acting like they know about our life. It's very, very dangerous. You see what I'm saying? So why am I talking about Black Lives Matter, George Soros, all this other stuff as we start the episode? It's to set the tone. As I said before, just last week, we talked about uh, them being funded by China. The week beforehand, we, we heard they were practicing witchcraft. Uh, a couple of months before that, we heard about them practicing Marxism. And so you've got to look at the incremental expose of information that's coming out. You get me? And so it's not just like a black thing. It's not just like a white thing. It's a cultural thing. Um, because now, and this is kind of where I wanted to talk about like tribalism and all this other nonsense. You got wiggers, bro. You know, you, you, you got white people that think they're black people, but it's not even about racial thing. Poverty knows no race. And so whenever they've made poverty trendy, when they've made being thuggish cool, whenever they've made being poor, like like trendy, you really got to look at what that does to the people's mindset. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm considered some type of freak anomaly or some type of a jack booted. What is it? It's like a jack booted boot licking authoritarian fascist because like I'm, I'm trying to do something different. Like it's a very, very, it's a very, very uh, deep, deep conversation, which I really do uh, think the audience would benefit from. But what I'm trying to say to put a pin on this so we can continue on when we're looking at tribalism, the breakdown of law and order, and more. We're looking at how we're basically all becoming poor. You know, I kind of said this at the start of the, at the start of COVID-19, that now everybody kind of gets to feel what it's like to be black. 
where you're persecuted, right? Where you're a suspect just for going outside uh, to where, you know, to where the cops could just tackle you. Like, I know that sounds bad, but what I'm trying to explain to people is this is something that black people have always lived up underneath. And now it's being externalized. Now it's being brought to the surface to where everybody uh, is a suspect, to where everybody is, is, is a second-class citizen, to where everybody is um, belittled. And it's actually very sad to see this. And so Black Lives Matter doesn't necessarily represent that, but what it does do is, is, is explain how we're all at this dangerous crossroad of socioeconomic status and how we are all uh, essentially slaves, you know. I'll say this and I'll move on to our next topic, Renaissance over revolution versus the Civil War. Uh, I, I had pointed out just the other week that when you're looking at the technocracy, the social credit score and all this other stuff that's coming up, you got to think about what power is behind such a system, not the mark of the beast style system, but what power would want to document, categorize, uh, uh, um, score and identify the entire population something akin to the Nazis' situation with uh, the concentration camps, how they put numbers on Jews. That's the same thing. We are all slaves to this technocracy. So to continue on with our topics, talking about Renaissance over revolution versus the Civil War, this is something I had wanted to get into with our exclusive members. Uh, but when it comes to having these kind of conversations, it never, it never happens like that. The original concept I had of talking about this uh, Renaissance of a Revolution. It was something I brought up with Adam Nix and J.C. Abbott of the Wayfinder podcast, specifically Adam Nix, whenever he was still shamanic philosophy. You have a lot of people pushing for a civil war, which I'm not down for. I'm not, I'm not down to shoot and kill all the people I want to kill. I'm thinking that we need a change of ideas, a change of approach. We need to combat this conformity with creativity. And I hope that makes sense. And so when you have a revolution, a socioeconomic reformation, a changing of the political thought process, that's what should be embraced, not, uh, not armed conflict that results in the death of hundreds. <laughs> I mean, just the other day, like I said, we were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse, we we're talking about Michael Rowanall and all these other people. Those are just the start. These are, again, useful idiots. We don't need this. These are casualties of war. We need renaissance. We need ideas to get us out of this bind that we found ourselves in. Remember a couple weeks ago, I joined, I was with you guys and we were talking about your spiritual instincts being overwritten or your spiritual senses being overwritten by physical instincts. It's hard to have these higher mental faculty thoughts when all you're thinking of is, is, is demented Joe Biden and is, is Trump doing some shady stuff. We need to pull back from this, this, uh, this, 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 this front that they have us on and again begin to adopt ideologies and thought processes that pull us out of this bind we have literally narrowed ourselves down to have such a little such such little options that we don't see anything outside of it hence the revolution hence the civil war but i really can't tell and this is just the truth of the matter i can't tell if it's my optimism or my altruism that thinks that it's foolish to even put forth such an idea or concept as renaissance you see, the fact that art, music, culture, creativity, construction, not destruction, will get us out of this. You see, and I think that's what that's what truly frustrates me. You know, is um, 
this is going to sound silly, like in comparison to all kinds of stuff. I was, um, I got back from a dinner date the other day. Me and the bay went out. You know, we got contact traced. They asked us for our phone number. I was pretty frustrated about that, but that's not what this story's about. But I got done doing a dinner date the other day. And um, I saw this video on this page of this junkie, of this homeless man in California. And he was performing a song. And I think we all know like junkies and homeless people that are very, very good at uh, talents. They, they, they have wasted talents. Um, beautiful souls that have been just encumbered by their addiction and enslaved by it. And so I'm listening to this junkie just like break down the music and beatbox. And, he, and, and, and when he gets done, he looks like a zombie. He's all strung out on heroin or something. You know, and I think to myself, good Lord, we could all be we could all be geniuses, but they got us throwing our lives away. We could all be doing much better and bigger things, but we're about to just like die. We're about to throw ourselves away for this political system that's designed to rob us of our rights. And that turns me out. It really does. You know, the fact that we're not embracing creativity, we have like a, we essentially have like a, 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 a manifester right here. We can create all kinds of different things with this, with our minds and our telephones and the technology that we have before us but we're literally about to throw it away like this is Atlantis, man. And that truly does frustrate me because I don't wanna get up over here and talk about like, oh, the Satanists and the Luciferians. I don't wanna talk about this stuff, man. It frustrates me because we're capable of so much. You know, this is again, when I was watching that documentary, they were saying how the Illuminati, they're like 10 to 15 years advanced in the future. I doubt that. They're like 50 to 100 years advanced in the future. And they're just giving us this stupid, dumb technology to make us bicker and hate one another and belittle us. These smartphones are not smart. They're designed to make us stupid and foolish. And so when I'm talking about Renaissance over revolution versus the Civil War, really think about that formula in which I'm trying to say, which route do you want to go down? You want to go down revolution? Have you been training? Have you been stocking up? You know, have you been modifying your diet? Have you, have you been getting uh, in contact with your local officials? Really think about where, where they're trying to take us. You get me? That's the dangerous part. Blind obedience and foolishness. So here, let me get into the, the, the main portion of this conversation. And Migs, I'm not sure if you're in here, but brother, I'm gonna pick up off of what you said on uh, exclusive members and I'm gonna tell them how you basically blew my mind uh, <laughs> this past Friday. So, um, I've talked about this on the show a number of times, lawlessness versus authoritarianism. Somebody wanted me to talk about how, uh, these protests turned riots are going to bring them, bring the military in. Um, I think this is a better way for me to kind of approach this, this topic, the lawlessness versus the authoritarianism the breakdown of law and order, creating this authoritarianism. Before I get into that, I, I, I gotta fly through this, like this, this, this example, these examples of um, what will replace law and order as we see it breaking down before us. And again, I think people have to understand that this is all stuff that's happening in the peripheral. That's why we don't have like a present understanding of it because as we're so focused on this civil war, the election, BLM, Antifa, and all these other people, we're not really seeing what kind of world we're creating. So 
Here's a couple of examples of what will replace us in the event of the breakdown of, of, of law and order. Um, street law, right? Street justice, beating up pedophiles for trying to, you know, take kids off the street. Militia law, this is something I heard uh, going into the weekend that I'll have to do a little bit more looking into. Martial law, which is something we're unfamiliar with, we're regretfully too familiar with, militaristic rule, right? Uh, Sharia law, which is something that Muslims use. Um, Noahide laws, the seven messianic laws put to, put forth uh, by, by, by Moses, I think. I wanted to do a little bit of a trail off on that, but I'll finish reading these other laws while we get all that up for you guys. Um, but organized crime, the mafia, La Cosa Nostra, right? Authorized hits. And this is something that I thought about just the other day. I know it sounds silly, but you can't go around killing cops unless it's authorized. I know that sounds wild, doesn't it? You can't go around killing cops unless it's been authorized. Well, who authorized the hit? What brand of justice is this? I started having to bring in that thought process when we were looking at Kyle Rittenhouse's case as saying, is this a righteous kill? He was being mobbed. We saw the same thing happen here in New Mexico uh, with, the, with the, the removal of the protest statues, right? Or the statue protest, you see? Who's authorizing these types of things? You can't go around killing cops. Who's authorizing a certain type of lawlessness versus a certain level of control. Uh, again, we've talked about this a number of times, and this is again just examples of what will replace law and order when it breaks down. Uh, the rewriting of the Ten Commandments. There's an article right out, out right now over there at the End Times headlines. I might put it up today. It talks about the secret police disappearing a priest try, in China trying to get him to convert to Christian communism. We've talked about this a number of times, a number of times over here on the show, uh, that this is what China's done, that they have literally rewritten the Ten Commandments in China with Xi Jinping quotes. It wasn't enough that they had to make communist, communist approved uh, commandment statements. They said, no, 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 no. Rewrite the whole Ten Commandments with President Xi Jinping quotes. Continuing on, the Georgia Guidestones, something else we've covered here on the show some ominous pillar that's got like all kinds of weird uh, 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 social standards, keeping the population underneath a certain number. Very strange, right? But they make sure there's no useless laws, even whenever you read into the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, continuing on, and this is another thing that I got when I was looking at the documentary Conspiratus. Uh, Alistair Crowley also wrote the Book of Ages, the Book of the Law. Did he himself not say, do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So as we're, again, just, and this is why it trips me out, just talking about this stuff casually to see how far we've come. Again, this lawlessness, this lawlessness summoning the authoritarianism, targeted arrests, disappearing people, snatching folks up off the streets. This is very sketchy to me. Sorry, but I think you have rights. HR 6666, right? Uh, the NDAA of 2012. Sorry, phone call. Um, New Agers also talk about a shifting of the law, a shifting of a perspective, right? The paradigm shift. Moving from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius. And we are right here in these, in, in, in these times right now. And so to get back to point, the breakdown of law in order creating this lawlessness and authoritarianism. Those were just a couple examples 
of what's replacing law and order. Because you don't see people following the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and things like this anymore. No! You see them coming up with a whole new perspective. And so, I'm not a deeply political person. I think that's why when I found the works of G. Edward Griffin talking about communism, Marxism, and so much more, I freaked out. Because I'm not a political person. I kind of fell into this. <coughs> Excuse me. I came into this through the, through the paranormal and the supernatural aspect. I'm a very spiritual person. And so when I'm understanding these things, I'm thinking, wow, look at how far off from the straight and narrow we're going. Look at how we're splintering. We've talked about this on the show a couple of times before. Uh, society splintering, smart cities. We covered it just the other week. Uh, how I think 19 families in Georgia left to go buy like a plot of land, right? It's all tribalism. It's the breakdown of law and order. It's society's social contract being broken. And so the protests that you're seeing right now, those are just the beginning. That's why they unfortunately want to say a new normal. And it does disturb me to see these types of things. That's why you're, that's why you're feeling this, 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 this shift take place. You see, I'll put a, I'll, 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 I'll say this, you know, I, I, the other week on our Instagram story, I said that there are extremists on both sides holding us hostage for their games. I mean, Antifa, I mean, BLM, I mean, Indivisible, I mean, Refuse Fascism, I even mean the Boogaloo Boys. I mean, all of these different extremists on both sides of the argument holding us hostage, saying they care for us. That's why it's no longer civil, right? These aren't your grandmas, conservatives. These ain't your pop pops, Republicans, and these ain't your moms, Democrats, you get me? It's something else, something completely different. That's why we're like, whoa, why aren't you guys being civil? Because they don't want to be civil. I tried to, I tried to bring this before you guys a couple weeks ago but I got frustrated talking about China uh, funding BLM. June 9th, I did a, a, a quick mini cast, a 22 minute video, you guys can find it, I'll attach it to this. I talked about Zebellion. If it sounds cool, I know, that's why I say it all the time, I just left it there. Zebellion. It's the Pentagon understanding that for the next five years, as we're talking about the breakdown of law and order, that for the next five years, these different tribes are going to begin to siphon off resources from the main society. That's where we're at. Is the NFAC safe for the revolution? I'm not sure what that is, my friend. I'll put that in there. One Eternal Father asks, is the NFAC safe for the revolution? I'm not sure who that is. Put that, uh, put that in the chat. Say that one more time and I'll try to answer it. But as I covered in Zebellion, they understand that for the next five years, these different tribes, these organizations, be them far right, be them far left, be they organized crime, right? Be it whoever, breakaway civilizations. That's essentially what we're kind of talking about. We're in those beginning stages. People are giving up on society saying, you know what? It's defunct. I don't want to, I, I don't want to contribute to this anymore. I need to break off, do my own thing. And they will, people will. You already have people running to the hills. You already have people uh, uh, lit going off grid, but you also have them finding other people so they can continue to have this community. 
Yeah, Zabellion, bro. Go check it out. Jared25 says Zabellion's a cool name. It is. It is. Because it's the Generation Z rebellion. My children, your children, rebelling. And whoever. And whoever they take with them. It's a very real thing. I know people want to, people don't think about Antifa being like a, and they say this like in the documents, a transnational criminal organization. But what else would you, what else would you describe them as? All I can really do is thoroughly recommend that you guys go check out Zabellion because it, while it does sound cool, it's them understanding uh, what's happening to society as it's splintering. So yeah, it's got, it's got th only 300 views. That's cool. Um, I don't know how many listens. It's only 22 minutes long. You guys can go find it on the page. I'll put it there. But it basically talks about, again, and I can't underline this enough, people breaking off from society and beginning to take the resources from main society to where it becomes an issue. That's why they did the report. Because they, they understand that people are breaking off and giving up on society. But they had an issue with them taking the resources of society, taking our oil, taking our water, uh, taking our gold, taking our food, taking whatever it is that they need to sustain their society. So let me get back to some of these examples that I was talking about, right? The breakdown of law and order and what's going to replace it. Remember how I kind of, I can't drop a link for it, guys. Um, you go to my YouTube, you scroll down to June 9th, you type in Zabellion, or you go to our podcast page, Factions of Freedom, or on every other major podcasting platform, you type in Zabellion, you go back in between, what was it, season 21, or show number 1020, it's in between that one, show 1020 and 1021, right there, go look at it, Zabellion. Now, before talking about that, we were breaking down how there's, there's, there's multiple examples of what will replace law and order as it begins to break down. Trump signed the, what was it, the US MCA, the US, Mexico and Canada agreement where we're all just one big nation, right? Regionalism is what I've described it as because nationalism can't exist uh, the same way that pure global globalism can exist. They will break down into regionalism. And so when you have different regions, different districts abiding by different laws, this is what I'm, this is, this is what I'm trying to explain to you guys. What examples will replace it? Um, already, uh, it sounds it sounds crazy to me to say, but I see some people in Portland saying, "Oh, better not be a Trump supporter in Portland." But it's just like obese oh, chick, and I think to myself, like, how how where is this gonna go? You know what 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 happened to where we to where we can't even have civil conversation or civil discourse or I can't agree to disagree? Uh, I think we've talked about that at nauseum throughout the entirety of this year, how again, the social contract is being broken. People don't respect you. People don't respect themselves or society or privacy, any of these types of things. This is again, a part of mainstream society where they're wanting to take us. And so as we have this awareness, there are people that don't want to go about, that, that don't want to go along with this. You have to understand that and they're going to break away. I covered it just, the, just, uh, just last week that there was uh, armed armed residents that can that, that confronted COVID-19 contact tracers and I know that's extreme but we've got to figure out a respectful way to retain our rights in this mainstream society um, or ask yourselves 
where you're going to be as society splinters off. Are you going to be a part of main, mainstream society? Are you going to be a part of that advanced smart uh, smart city society, right? Jeff Bezos just opened up a, a, a free school for children that were impoverished, right? Or are you going to be a part of that off-grid breakaway civilization that's not going to be involved in any of this type of stuff? And I know this sounds silly right now, but my friends, we got people walking around in the mountains with masks on because of a virus that's so deadly that you that you have to get tested to see whether or not you have it. So I know these things sound fantastical, but you also have to understand where we are on the scale of things. So again, going down these examples, street law, militia law, martial law, Sharia law. I want to stop right there. Just those two street or those, those three or four street law, militia law, martial law, Sharia law. I remember reporting on ASAP Rocky, rocking some Muslims out there in the UK because he went to a Muslim no-go zone. And he was like, I don't give a, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. And they were like, oh, you can't come here. That nigga jawed him, as you, as you should. But you see, that's the thing. Certain areas have certain laws. And so they'll have certain types of enforcement. We're already seeing it go down with COVID-19. Contact tracing enforcement and mask enforcement, some stupid shit like that. But street law. We already got goons that stay on the corner all night to protect and make sure things will go that make sure things go down. You already have militias that go out there to make sure that people do their dirt and don't cause chaos. You have them uh, teasing the very concept of martial law, what we heard throughout the entirety of the of, of the pandemic, the military distribu distributing the vaccines. Like what the fuck? We're already in this weird form of breaking of the breakdown of law and order. And that's what I'm saying, like the lawlessness that we're seeing is summoning this authoritarianism. We don't have laws for where we're going. And that's why I tell you that the work we're doing right now sets the, sets the foundation for the landscape of the future. And if we, don't, if we don't ask ourselves the questions of what rights, what expectations, what morals do we wanna have as we go into this, again, the breakdown of law and order, well, I guess it don't matter then, does it? I guess it doesn't matter then, does it? And so I'm trying to tell you that I'm a spiritual person. I don't care about this political crap. Don't. What I am trying to tell you is that when we move past the Sharia law and the Noahide laws, the organized crime, La Cosa Nostra, we get into the Georgia Guidestones. We get into Aleister Crowley's The Law of Ages, The Book of the Law. Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Do you understand me? Like I know, I, I know some of this kind of goes is pretty far out there, but I hope I'm, I'm I hope I'm hovering over the top of it to make sense. That that's why none of this makes sense right now. To why sometimes you hear me have to step up my rhetoric to explain the extremism that we're seeing because it doesn't make sense. You're a part of again that old world order. These are those New World Order goons trying to tell you what to do. You have to understand them so that you can retain your sanity, so that you can retain your identity. I get frustrated because I am a spiritual person, you know, and I, um, I got people 
I got people around me that are afraid to go through the journey that they need to go through to understand parts of themselves. And that's a darn shame. But what I wanted to do with this, this, this particular Instagram live was kind of quantify more phone calls. What I wanted to do with this specific Instagram live is the same way that we've talked about the occult world, the autonomous society, the building the matrix, the terraforming earth, um, and, 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 and various other series, the paranormal perspective, very various other series, Zebellion, that we've done to explain where we are at in time right now, because this doesn't make sense. This is a thought process that uh, one of our exclusive members set me off on a jag on that I wanted to come back here and talk to you guys about. He didn't talk to me about the breakdown of law and order. He was just like, yeah, bro, street law. Like he, he just said something so simple and like a time clock, it just set me off on this thought process that, that made me have to explain this to you guys. And that's why you still see him saying, oh, make America great again. Oh, the new normal. Oh, the great reset. Look at all the different things that they're putting out there to scramble what the hell is happening. They're bringing in the new world order and they're trying to lie about it. And as it happens, these peripheral things are what we need to pay attention to. Not, not what the left hand and the right hand are doing. That's foolishness, that's magic. It's deception, it's trickery. Kabuki theater, political theater. Don't worry about that. Worry about what's happening in the peripheral because of the because of the kabuki theater. You get me? So when I tell you that I get frustrated because I got people around me that have to go through a lot of growth and they got to stop the shit. They got they they have to they have to confront darker parts of themselves and admit some things. You got some demons and you need to work through them. Everybody does. But to continue on, because that's, that was me trying to just explain, categorize the breakdown of law and order, because I'm trying to explain to you guys that I'm a spiritual person. I'm only getting aggravated like this because of the threat. I'm only getting progressively more frustrated with our adversary as they remove their mask, you see. And I talked about this last year. As evil evolves, righteousness must rise to meet it. Continuing on with our topics, one of the things that I wanted to get in here with you guys is Christianity going underground as occultism goes mainstream. Christianity going underground as occultism goes mainstream. This, this, this ties into, again, the switching of the ages. When you've got, again, uh, crystal worshiping New Agers saying that Jesus is dead. Christianity is dead. It is now the age of Aquarius, the age of the water bearer. You, you've really got to look at what they're saying. You know, the Christianity, and this is something we got into with our exclusive members, you know, um, the Crusades, free will Christianity versus like forced Christianity, the corruption of the church. We can have those discussions for a different day. But when you're talking about Christianity going main, going underground as, as a cult that goes mainstream, we are we are in a day and age where we're going to have a lot of coming of age stories right now. We're having like a lot of villains are being made right now. A lot of lo like again more of the peripheral stuff people can't pay attention to all of the the comic books, the DC, 
um, again, the, the, the polarization, the hysteria, the delusional thinking, the mental illness epidemic that we've talked about throughout this entirety. People don't understand that we're creating villains right now and people aren't well. I said this going into the, into the pandemic and I'm telling you now, people are not well. I'm over here trying to explain to you how it's a deep rooted spiritual issue and people don't want people don't want to be well. That's another thing that we might have to touch on in the future. People don't want to be well. People want to embrace that darkness. People cozy up next to it and they like how it makes them feel because it tells them everything they want to hear. So Christianity is going underground as occultism is going mainstream. Like I said, just last week, or the week before last, we talked about Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of BLM, admitting that indeed, she practices witchcraft. And no, we're not talking about Hillary Clinton. Nope, we're not talking about her. We're not talking about Huma Abedin. We're not talking about her emails. We're talking about one of the co-founders, not Alicia Garza, Alicia Garza, who admits that she's funded by China. We're talking about Patrice Cullors, who admits that she's a trained Marxist and, and practices witchcraft. We're talking about witchcraft going mainstream. In the same way that I'm trying to quantify the breakdown of law and order, it's a spiritual thing. They say politics is downwind from culture. Where does culture come from? The heart. We have a deep-rooted spiritual issue. Our hearts are all jacked up. Our morals are all backwards. Bass backwards. Mm -hmm. Politics is downwind from culture. And we don't have a culture that gives glory to God, that doesn't give glory to family. Shoot, man, we don't give glory to anything. If anything, we've embraced more of that anarchistic mindset where it's like no gods, no masters, no nothing. Truly rebellious, right? And I feel you. I truly feel you because rebellion is cool. We talked about it earlier, right? Renaissance over revolution. Should have added rebellion in there as well. Renaissance, revolution, rebellion, civil war, all that shit's cool, right? But what are you rebelling versus what are you creating? Maybe you should think about that. So again, Christianity is going underground as occultism is going mainstream. You know, I talked about this the other day when I was talking about the parables of the soil, the conditions of the heart. You know, and about being a tree, uh, but being rooted in your understanding of things, reaching to the heavens to understand God's like beauty, but at the same time, understanding that there is a dark in which you have to pull your roots from, in which is your nutrients that you grow, that pushes you upwards to give even greater glory to God. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Does it make sense now? Probably not. But to explain the concept of Christianity going underground versus occultism going mainstream, man, like, I think the easiest way for me to explain it is, you have people, you have people that will give you uh, chakra crystals, bracelets, um, pendants, and all kinds of other things like that. But if you're like, hey man, can you pray for me? It's crickets. So, oh, I got you this, um, I got you this, uh, this, this, Special wire wrapped crystal, you know, it's supposed to mean this. And if you wear it at this time, it'll make you feel this way. It's like, thanks, bro. Could you pray for me though? 
You know how to do that? Or uh, are you just going to give that away? That's just, just, that's just one understanding. And I was telling this the other day, man, that the, a lot of people don't understand that when you're praying to crystals, while it is important to charge your crystals and understand that they are an entity and an essence, sometimes your, 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 your prayers can be intercepted and redirected. It's a real talk. I'm about to do a thing. This is what's talked about in the Old Testament versus the New Testament. They say you need to get rid of all those old things. Okay. What I, what I, and this, what I was talking about with the exclusive members, what I appreciate about Christianity, and I'm sure I'll have somebody argue with me another day, and that's okay. What I appreciate about Christianity is it's kind of like a free will religion. Like, I don't have to sacrifice one of my chickens to show glory to God. I don't got to bang back, like, you know, uh, a couple grams of mushrooms to understand the face of God. You know, I don't have to go to like a priest to say, like, absolve me of my sins, right? I don't have to get rid of my worldly possessions. Like the difference with looking at the, the Old Testament versus the New Testament is you're looking at how people were not necessarily embracing what we would consider paganism, but embracing all these other physical mediums to give glory to God or to understand God or to, or, or to do that. That's not the case. You get me? And so now you got like a candy ass approach towards Christianity and in a, in a, in an almost cartoonish and childish level understanding of God. So we have this deep, deep spiritual component to us that we basically ignore, right? We just get rid of it because we act like it's non-existent and we don't really need to care. That's foolish. And we replace it with things such as this, the phone, with toys, distractions, shallow and hollow existences that fill us with nothing. And so when there's a deep rooted part of us that we are basically programming ourselves to ignore, what in God's name do you think we're going to create? More phone calls. What in God's world do you think we're going to create? We're going to create a godless world real quick. Real quick. And that's exactly what we've done. A generation that doesn't care about God. A generation that don't care about themselves or their parents or how they got here. It's, it's kind of sad to see if you want the truth, man. So when we're talking about Christianity going underground and occultism going stream, does occultism have you honor your father and mother? You know, like it's, it's, it's just so crazy because this is a, this is a topic that I didn't think I'd be so caught on because I am like a deeply spiritual person. And I understand that people have to have their faiths and they explore them as they should. But whenever it's gotten to a point, as I was saying beforehand, the social contract being broken, the persecution, this, this, this specifically the Christian persecution, it's gotten out of control. It really has. Now, like I was saying beforehand, this article over here from End Times Headlines. Let me see if I can get this up for you real quick. Where they were talking about snatching a priest up out of the middle of the night. Yeah, here, right here. Chinese authorities abduct and torture priests to force state conversion. Yeah. It says China is so hell-bent on destroying Christianity that the communist authorities in China have now reportedly abducted and tortured a 46-year-old priest in the southeastern province of Fujian and refusing to for, for refusing to join the Chinese Patriotic Catholic Association, according to the report from the Christian Post. And so, yeah, you can't be Christian. I can't pray for you, you know, but I can give you some crystals. 
<laughs> it's like I can't pray. I I can't say, oh, you know, in Jesus' name, I pray for you. Amen. Without like receiving slack. Better yet, I'll be hexed. Right? I'll be called some some Bible thumping boot licking authoritarian fascist for 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 it. The same way I'm considered some cisgendered, some cisgendered heterosexual black male. Fucking psychobabble bullshit is what it is. <laughs> because it's 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 a part of the design. It's a part of taking us away from the straight and narrow and having us uh, fray off into the side. Explore the fringes. You see, I think the easiest way that I'm trying to explain or what I'm trying to break down to you guys is that we were on a, a, a path for so long that as we begin to just splinter off, we're going to be seeing some pretty crazy stuff, man. You know, what I wanted to try to close out this, start closing all this out with, talking about Christianity going underground as occultism goes mainstream, is the talking of the bringing back the old gods. Bringing back those old gods. Little G. That's also what comes with it. Like I said, Patrice Colors, one of the co-founders of BLM, talking about worship, uh, resurrecting spirits, what I would consider techno-sorcery, turning those hashtags into identities, spirits that they can resurrect for their own purposes. Crazy, right? Bringing back those old gods. Who taught them these things? Where are they learning them? How are they being weaponized against you? You see, because I'm a spiritual person. I, like I said, I, this, this political stuff, that's new. I'm a spiritual person. I look at like what, what operates somebody, the psycho-spiritual configuration. What does the heart say? You'll tell me a lot about who you are simply by how you carry yourself. But what's happening now is you have a lot, you have people with a lot of hate in their heart, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, no love, no compassion, hardly any humanity, seeking power, power and dominion and control over others. You see? Bringing back the old gods. Uh, Elevating Knowledge asks, what did you say the hashtag magic is called? Uh, you could look, you could type in hashtag techno sorcery, hashtag occult world, hashtag magic resistance, hashtag by Trump. Uh, and these are all various hashtags where you will find uh, various paranormal forward slash supernatural forward slash occult themed posts, forward slash satanic themed posts that explain this. Sad truth because we've, we've, we've unfortunately documented it. And so when I'm talking about the bringing back the old gods, that's moving away from monotheism and embracing polytheism. You see? Because again, we're looking for a spiritual solution or a political solution to a spiritual problem. Something's wrong. Something's wrong in the heart and we can feel it. That's why we're moving away. If not from God, we're moving away to other things. People are embracing occultism at an alarming rate. And so what I'm saying, the bringing back of the old gods, they're saying, well, let's do away with God. He hasn't helped us. Didn't we talk about that just the other week? How uh, Sean King, one of the pundits 
over there said, hell yeah, tear down white Jesus. You know what? Tear down churches too. And long time listeners know this is exactly what we talked about with uh, China, what they've done. The, rip, the tearing down of churches, the burning of crosses, the ripping up of graves, right? I just talked to you right there about them abducting a friggin' priest, taking what they would consider religious extremists, people who believe in the Bible, to thought transformation centers. They're bringing back of the old gods. You see, because as the New Agers say, we're leaving the age of Pisces. Because Jesus, the Jesus fish, the fisher of men, we're leaving the age of Pisces and we're embracing the age of Aquarius. What Alistair Crowley calls the age of the crown and conquering child. You see, where we all embrace this new sense of godhood, right? Because you already hear people saying that. I'm a god. <laughs> you, you hear them saying that and you're like, oh, I want to get away from you because I don't want uh Ooh, blasphemy. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to catch what you're gonna what you're incurring. But you see, that's what I'm saying, like a deep-rooted spiritual thing. Because this is all happening on on, 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 on such a massive scale, on a massive on a micro on such a mic macro scale that it takes crazy episodes like this to kind of explain it. Um, a better way for me to kind of come at this to come to go back into these things. Uh, is we talked about how COVID-19 helped create the global consciousness. You also have people, um, Prime Minister Tony Blair of the UK, uh, UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez, uh, asking for a, a, a global governance to help with dealing with COVID-19, the creation of a global conscience, right? Uh, and, and enabled by technology. Again, you've got to understand where we're going. You got to see where we've been, understand where we're going to see what they're doing right now. They're bringing back of the old gods. They're bringing back of the old thought process, the entering into this new spiritual dark age. You see, like the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, you can go watch the debates. You can go watch two old white dudes and talk about stuff. You can, you can watch two slave masters talk about how they're going to rule you if you want to. Or you can turn that off and you can start thinking for yourself, man, because this is what I'm trying to talk to you guys about. I'm not here about left or right or any of this nonsense. I'm here to explain to you how we are going into a new, into this new world order. From climate change to the paranormal to the spiritual operating system that they are giving us. It ain't about politics. That ain't nothing but a, but a, but a, but a distraction. What you have to understand is this is a very, very sophisticated plan. So here, let me get back to this because I'm getting frustrated. Christianity going underground as occultism goes mainstream. Uh, I, I already mentioned monotheism versus polytheism. Um, and on another day, we could get into like the Crusades, basically purging the pagans and giving them Christianity. That's a We, we, we could talk about that having forced religion versus uh, choosing a religion, different thing for a different different show. Uh, but what I'm trying to talk about is that time, unfortunately, is up. That we've reached that kind of 2,000-year benchmark with Christianity, and that's why they're saying that it's the age of Aquarius, that we're moving into a new modality, a new thought process. We've covered it with the Georgia Guidestones, like I'm trying to reiterate with uh, Aleister Crowley, the Law of the Ages, the Book of Law, Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. 
But again, understanding what the the law may be. Right now, we have a lot of arbitrary laws and a lot of a lot of edicts, a lot of things that are useless, and that will consume itself, and it will break down even more so than it's already broken down. That's why you see the cops basically paralyzed to do anything about all these protests as they intensify, and that will destroy itself. Unfortunately, they will they will retard they will arrest and retard themselves towards destruction. And so when that happens. We will have new tribes. We will have a whole nother system take place. And guess what? They probably won't. They won't uh, They won't embrace Christianity. They'll probably have their own set of something else. You get what I'm saying? But the bringing back of the old gods, let me, let me just move past this, man. Steve Quayle talked about this, and it's mentioned before in Genesis 6, talking about the giants. Now, that's a different discussion for a different day. As you can tell, all this stuff is different discussions for different days. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to explain to you the breakdown and the replacement and the psycho-spiritual configuration thereof. They're bringing back of the old gods, the worshiping of fallen angels, the worshiping of demons. Thank you, uh, thank you, John, John Victor from Brazil. He said the Nephilim, precisely the worshiping of the Nephilim, the documentary that I started this this Instagram live with, uh, Conspiratist, the Satanic Illuminati Conspiracy, put together by Zendris in 2009, talks about that. It talks about how the Illuminati have to have, or better yet, the fallen angels have to have a terrestrial bloodline to help them carry out their nefarious deeds here. We could talk about we, we could talk about the Egyptians, we could talk about the Bavarian Illuminati, we could talk about all kinds of different things as well. What I'm trying to keep it contained to is just modern history. I tongue-in-cheek say that people aren't aware of the modern Illuminati, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, right? People can't comprehend the fact that a small group of people could control the world. It's called Facebook. It's called Google. It's called Twitter. It's called YouTube. It's called the iPhone. It's called the Android. Now, take that back throughout the entirety of history, from the Roman Empire to the Tar to the Tartarian Empire uh, to... Uh, uh, to the Moorish Empire, like there's all kinds of times where the con the consolidation of power has been there. Different discussion for a different day. History buff. What I'm trying to say is you have to have a specific set of people who are dedicated to 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 this agenda, two different parts of it. We already have people, and I'm telling you, from Hillary Clinton to Patrice Cullors to even, I'm, I don't want to say Donald Trump because I don't have that information, to Bill Clinton, to Jeffrey Epstein, to all these other people who are a part of a dark satanic agenda, who are worshiping dark gods carrying out this agenda. I don't come before you saying, oh, hey, look, the Satanists are having, the Luciferians are having a, uh, a, a, a nationwide march on, on Father's Day to declare their, their allegiance to Lucifer. I don't just say this stuff to you to sound like, oh, cool and controversial. I'm trying to talk to you about the facts and the escalation the fact that they feel emboldened to come out here and say and do these things again shows you the severity of the act, the severity of the times. You you have people who are as woke as me who are dedicated to evil. Like I kid you not. Like it is almost it's it's almost bad for me to be out here in this capacity being this honest because dude I'm telling you their plans I'm telling you what they're doing I'm telling you where they're gonna go I'm telling you the escalation. But they're like, no, it's too radical. There's no way. There, there's no way it could be that real. So let me let me calm down. 
let me calm down. Because when I tell you that you have people worshiping the old gods, worshiping familiar spirits, worshiping demons, I'm not talking about any of those occult theme hashtags that I just previously mentioned. I'm talking about the people who taught those fools because there are also useful idiots in the, in the spiritual realm. I'm talking about the people that, 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 that learned this stuff. Who taught Beyonce, right? Who taught these Satanists, right? Who gave them their power? That's what you need to think about. The worshiping of the old gods. And I talked about this before last year, how these people, they worship a primordial evil. They worship something. And this is, God damn it. This is why, why I feel so like angry to know all of this stuff because I feel like I shouldn't know this much about Satanism and Luciferianism. I really shouldn't. But that's how, like, how, how, how overt it is. They worship this primordial evil and that's why they feel like they should reign. Because when you read the Bible, we existed in darkness prior to God said, saying there should be light. These people that worship this darkness, they think that they have a right to rule us. That they should take us back inside of Pandora's box. There should be... There should be no human relationship with God. And that's why they're so cut off. I'm sorry. I'm getting frustrated. When we're talking about the bringing back the old gods, the worshiping of the old gods, like, my God, like, help, Lord, help me make it through this. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain this, man. Like, a couple years ago, when I found the documents for the ITEs, Invisible Terrestrial Entities of the First and Second Kind, put together by the Thunder Energies Corporation, where they were able to detect uh, what they would consider invisible terrestrial entities, demons, over large population centers, malls, military installations, and more, that terrified the hell out of me. Because what they're saying is that they're able to see into a, a, a different spectrum of light and that there are things moving with intelligence and, the, and, and they're not UFOs. They're things that have faces. They're things that move with sentience and intelligence. They're alive. They have the technology to see these things. When they're putting out shows like Lucifer and <laughs> The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, they're telling you that there is a, a, a certain percentage of the population that is engaging in these dark acts and they know what they're doing. When I tell you that there are Satanists that know the Bible better than me, they just consciously choose to worship Lucifer. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And so, things are a little bit crazy, as you can tell. So let me, let me come at it from this angle. Psychedelics, hallucinogens, dissociative drugs, things like this. People becoming vessels and hosts for dark energies or malevolent entities. This is what I mean. Turning themselves into willing servants of the adversary. Knowing full well what they're doing to people like ourselves. Because, you know, they're vampires. They're spiritual vampires. They're, uh, they're parasites. Again, they worship that primordial evil where they know or where they feel like they have to embrace that adversary, where they feel like they have to challenge us. They have their spiritual right by their gods to do these things. You see why I, why I had to title this the breakdown of law and order? You see why this was the only way for me to kind of encapsulate the, the, the thought process I'm trying to break down to you guys? 
Uh, laid back able says it right there. DMT, don't worry, bud. I'll get into that. But that's it right there. I didn't have time to pull out the documents. I didn't have time to pull out the documents of um, of Project Stargate, Project Centerland, Project Sunstreak, Project Stargate, uh, 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 Grill Flame, where they talk about the gateway process, where they talk about in studies and the 60s, the 60s going all the way up until the 90s, um, working with the human mind, understanding the gateway process so that they could communicate with things that were on the other side of what we would consider our perception. And so before I go down this, this path, because I'm really not sure how much time I have, when I talk about Renaissance over revolution versus civil war, I'm about to talk about th th these deeper multidimensional aspects to humanity that we really should be embracing besides getting like ammo and learning like martial arts and turning ourselves into weapons because there's so many more things that we should be doing and there's so many more like beautiful aspects to humanity. You know, like I said, from art to, to, to technology that empowers us, you know, to understanding like herbs, man, uh, to understanding like to, to farm. There's, there's, there's so many more great things that we should be doing besides throwing our lives away. And so when I'm looking at these documents, like I said, from the sixties into the nineties, them conducting government sponsored tests, figuring out psychics, uh, testing people as what they would consider psychokinetic abilities. Again, understanding that we have so many different facets to what it means to be a human that, that, that they have to nerf us. Um, if you've been in a long-term relationship like me, you have what's considered relationship telepathy. You could have conversations with your eyes and have full-blown conversations off of a single sentence. A lot of people can do this if they were able to connect deeper, not only with themselves, but with others. And so when you look at how powerful and how like, how beautiful God created us, it is, it is, it is a sin to embrace anything else. It is disgusting to see them destroy us. So when we're talking about atrazine in the water, uh, fluoride in the water, you know, all these other chemicals that they put in there to, uh, to, to, to nerf us, to destroy our brain, to disrupt our chemicals, to inhibit our frequencies in order so that, so that we can't connect with God, man. You've got to understand this. This is a part of that dehumanization agenda, like my God. And so, uh, getting back into this, I'm just getting angry. I'm just getting angry because it's, it's not fair. That's how I see it. It's legit not fair. It's not fair that we have to embrace all this degenerate bullcrap. It's not fair that we can't that, that we don't get to be our true selves, that we have to just be these stupid fucking soldiers embracing this stupid war and this, for these stupid people. Don't people understand that's how it works? I gotta say this and get in, get back into this stuff. War, war is, is, is rich men sending, sending, war is sending good young men off to die for causes that aren't their own. That's all war is. And the Civil War is nothing different. Sad truth. So when we're talking about all this, the different aspects of humanity, how beautiful and how power we powerful we truly are, how stupid we are, but at the same time, how much more beautiful we could be. Who knows? Maybe this might be what these New Agers are talking about going into this new age where we don't have all this foolishness holding us back. Who knows? 
the future, who knows? The psychedelic hallucinogens, DMT, uh, you know, dissociative drugs opening the gateway. What I would consider the psychedelic psyop, you know, this is something I try to talk about a lot more so um, last year and the year before last that uh, I'm sure we all know people who love doing mushrooms to the point to where they're dissociating from reality. And what do you think these people are bringing back with them whenever they are consuming these things? And if you do mushrooms, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not talking smack. I'm saying do them like in a therapeutic and a medicinal way. Don't abuse these things. Don't abuse these sacred herbs. But that's the problem. In a rapid consumer society, rapidly consumer society that is focused solely on materialism, such as our own, you don't have people doing mushrooms to get the deeper truths, right? You have people doing mushrooms because they want to dissociate from reality because they don't like either their life, the real world, or they feel incapable of doing things to change anything. And so they just whoop, pop them. I'm not talking about microdosing. Those are people who were <laughs> who were who, who who were microdosing, who were trying to either increase their brain output, whatever. The thing is, though, with addiction and any of these types of things, if you do them for extended periods of time, you essentially become a slave to it. And so, last year specifically, I talked a lot about this because we saw a lot of information coming out uh, regarding the legalization of mushrooms, the study of mushrooms. Uh, psilocybin being being like mass produced for people. Uh, one of the Peter Thiel, one of the owners of PayPal, actually investing a lot of money into the creation of of of, of magic mushrooms. And I thought, wow, that's kind of crazy. And so as I as I take a step back and look at all these factors, I ask myself, well, what would be the benefit of making mushrooms and of uh, ma making mushrooms like cool? making mushrooms trendy. Well, people already, and I had briefly touched on this because I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just want to kind of make a quick point. I was talking earlier about the mental health epidemic. People aren't well going into the pandemic and they're not going to be well going out of it. And so VR is going to be really cool going out of the pandemic. Uh, mushrooms are going to be cool going out of the pandemic. Anything that has to do with real life is going to be considered lame, archaic, and dangerous. But anything that has to be, anything that has to do with like dissociating from reality, like I said before, pharmaceuticals, mushrooms, VR, um, video games, anything else like that. That's why they're legalizing all these different types of drugs because they don't want you to have a firm grip on reality. Because when you have that firm grip, you're going to do something about it to try to help other people because you don't want them to go through that. They don't want that. What they want you to do is they want you to embrace the delusion. They want you to embrace the hysteria, embrace the lie, embrace the chaos. They want you to be so whacked out on drugs that you don't know who you are. They want you to be Joe Biden. They want you to be Joe Biden, you know? Um, they want you to be Joe Biden with uh, with um, Mark Zuckerberg's like VR helmet where you're uh, like, uh, and they want it to be cool. That's the most important part. They want it to be cool. You see me, I'm a lame. I'm one of these Bible-thumping Christians that cares about family and God and stuff. Ugh. See, they, wanna, they, want, they want you to shoot that down. Look at this guy. He wants a family? Huh. He worships God? What is he? Some kind of human? <laughs> Weirdo? Look at me. I'm a cyborg. 
I've got Elon Musk's brain-to-machine interface, his neural link. I'm super cool. Boom, pop my mushrooms. Now I'm Mario. They, they want to make dissociation cool. You get me? So when I say that Christianity is going underground as occultism goes mainstream, it's a deep, it's a deeper topic than that. You get me? Deeper, deeper topic than that. And so as we continue to dissociate from reality, completely unaware as to who we are, where we're at, what we're doing, they're going to keep feeding us lies on top of lies on top of lies. And so when I started my series, the Building the Matrix series a couple of years ago, I didn't think that I would essentially be talking about the Mark of the Beast style system. But follow me real quick if you guys can. You're already on you're already on the social credit score system. You're already inside of the system. You're already inside of the matrix. You've already got, like I said, uh, Mark Zuckerbot's uh, Oculus VR headset, and you've got uh, Elon Musk's brain to machine neural neural interface, and, you've, and you're popping Peter Thiel's uh, magic mushrooms. You know, like Joe Biden pops his his his, his medication. You know, how hard is it going to be for them to sell you? The devil. How hard is it going to be for them to continue to tell you more and more lies, robbing you of your rights, robbing you of your humanity, taking more of your essence? How easy is it going to be? I hope this makes sense. I hope I hope I'm not just having like another one of my fits. I hope this makes sense. Because what I'm trying to talk to you guys about is an incremental plan to having you give up your humanity give up understanding of God, give up your chance, give up your light for a lie. You get me? So I didn't even touch on, like I said, this part right here that I was about Steve Quayle and the Giants, the bringing back of the old gods. I went off on like a completely different jag. What I'm trying to break down to you guys is with the breakdown of law and order, the embracing of this occultism, is talked about in the book of Enoch. This is why I need to do more research for whenever I have these shows so I can put my sources in reference here so you don't hear me just talking, you, you, you hear it. It's talked about in the book of Enoch, how when the angels fell from heaven, their first transgression, they taught man many of things. They taught us abortion. They taught us witchcraft. They taught us a lot of things. And so would you consider this polytheism? You see, whenever one third of the Asian angels fell and transgressed against God and then took it a step further and then violated humanity. It's talked about it in the book of Enoch. It's so fantastical. It's like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then it's also talked about how they're bound Locked in what we would locked in Tartarus, locked in the gates of hell, right? There's a a fantastic lore behind it all. It's very, very interesting. Uh, but how the fallen angels come down and how they're bound after transgressing against God and then man, and then they're kept for the end times. But as I'm saying beforehand, these people worshiping this primordial evil, these people who feel that they have a right to rule over us, that's where you have the royal bloodlines and you have all these people who feel emboldened to rule over us, who feel like it's their right. 
because it's in the blood. And this is something that's older than me, ugh, older than you, older than your parents. Because they keep it within the family. They bring, Again, bringing back the old gods, trading these secrets between them all. You know, Hitler was installed. And whenever he was running around uh, with, uh, what was it, the Thule Society, he was essentially trying to understand the roots of his Aryan bloodline. Going back in time, trying to figure out what his people were. And when he, what happened? He ended up finding some pretty, pretty dark shit. But the bringing back of the old gods, let's stick on top here. Just, just, just the Genesis, just the giants, the Nephilim, the worshiping of these, of, of, of these dark entities for malevolent purposes. Because again, like I said, it's not cool to worship God. It's not cool to study Christianity. The Bible, oh, that's lame. Give me uh, the grimoire. Give me uh, the Necronomicon. Uh, give me, um, you know, the stars and crystal and cat blood. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Bible. And so when we move away from this world, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bash anybody. I think what I'm trying to do is like set the, set the stage to explain these things. You see. The bringing back of the old gods, the worshiping of fallen entities. You have to understand what the purpose of that is and where that's going to leave us. <laughs> so, to put a, because I'm not sure how much time I have left. To put a, to put a, to put an end on this. I think the best way for me, and that's why the best way I could have described this episode was the breakdown of law and order. And then again, that's why we can't, that's why we're having a hard time understanding things like on the political front end scale is because there are deeper powers behind these people working. Uh, just the other week, I talked to you guys about how uh, the Nazis, still talking about the Nazis and the powers behind them, uh, the Nazis funded IBM and IBM, who is still working today, the Hollywood the Holler machine, the one that put the actual numbers on the Jews, right? They are actually working with Bill Gates. So we're still fighting the Nazis today. We're still fighting that same power today. Go look up Project Paperclip, my friends. We, for the history books, we, 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 we beat the Germans with World War II, but whenever the Nuremberg trials happened, Project Paperclip happened, Russians got the equipment, we got the scientists, and they were still able to conduct their experiments today. That's where NASA comes from. That's where JPL comes from. Like, haha, you gotta understand these things. This is that this is that weird history that they don't really want to bring to your attention. You see. So when I tell you that we're fighting, not necessarily the, the vestigial vessels in front of us, that we're fighting the powers behind them. The Bible still had it. That we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and powers, principalities in high places. This is who we're going up against because you can't, and I, and I talked on this just last week, the good thing about where things are going these days is it's no longer hidden. They're telling you, no, we worship the devil. No, we're going to do this. No, we, we for sure do this. The good thing is it's no longer hidden. And so now you have to make a decision. You watching, you listening, you have to make a decision. 
Yeah, EJ's crazy. I know that. But did you look outside your window? What's more crazy? The fact that I'm able to tell you the truth or the fact that these people are, are telling you, no, we, we do it. And you can see where that goes. The beautiful part about where things are going is it's no longer hidden. And we all have to make that decision on where we're going to be. And you can say, again, civil war, I think that's a, not the appropriate term that we should be using. Is it rebellion? Is it revolution? Or are we asking for a renaissance? I'm clearly asking for a renaissance, a divinity-based one, a pro-human future where we're understanding of our rights, our humanity, God, and more. Not, uh, not any of this. This will lead towards death. This way leads towards mass death. And you know who benefits from all this death? The ones causing it. Like I've been saying throughout the entirety of this, man. All the controlling elite have to do is get the people, is get the people with the pitchforks against the people with the uh, torches to go against each other. And then guess what? The king wins. And that's where we're at right now. So ask yourself, are you sure you really want to go down this path? Do you know where it leads? What's on the other side of this? I don't know. Like I said, it's if were, were it not for our exclusive members, Miguel dropping his uh, dropping his gym on me, I would not put this episode here together for you guys to explain this stuff. Week after week, I'm trying to figure it out myself because I see where it's going and I don't want to take myself, you or anybody there. So I think that's a good way for me to kind of close out. We're going to take a quick little five minute break and come back with your guys' questions and more talking about either uh, BLM, civil war, renaissance, revolution, rebellion, uh, any of these examples that I use to describe tribalism or regionalism, the paradigm shift, whatever. We're going to be taking your guys' calls and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. We'll be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are at play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives crusaders of truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself.
is a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis. With a violent change of power, structure, and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real the radical left has taken over the Democratic Party and Joe Biden is marching in lockstep with them. Biden and the far left are promising to crush middle-class families with trillions in new taxes. If you elect me, your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. Promising amnesty and health care for 11 million illegal immigrants. Citizenship for 11 million undocumented folks. Promising to shut down energy exploration, killing jobs, and hurting America's economy. I guarantee you. We're going to end fossil fuel. In Joe Biden's America, the radical left get whatever they want, and you get to pay for it. They've already taken over Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. Don't let them take over America. Salutations, my friends. Salutations. Uh, it is crazy to see how far we've come. Not only with the agenda 
who does the podcast, a person and an operation such as this. This is a luxury with their song, I Don't Need You, bringing us in off of their, uh, their album, the games, we don't, the games We Play. Wow. You know, I got this water together. What's up, Colt? I hope you tuned into that previous episode, bro, or to the previous segment. You, you kind of freed the beast a little bit about uh, a couple things. Yeah, I filled this water bottle up before we even uh, started it. I got so fired up that I didn't even drink anything. I like, uh, you all good, bro? The fact that you're tuning in now is appreciative. I appreciate that. One eternal father, I will for sure uh, do so. If it's a heartfelt message, you would be better off emailing us at freedomsfaction at protonmail.com emails are much better for correspondence um i may take a day or two to get back to you but if if you're trying to have that correspondence do so that way and i'll still check afterwards after the show um, greetings and salutations to our audience thank you guys for joining us um in the previous segment you know you basically heard me break down the breakdown of law and order and also the psycho spiritual configuration that that's going to incur and i left off talking about you know psychedelics hallucinogenics drugs dmt lsd dissociative drugs um you know we know it all the time we see we see it all the time with like uh, school shooters and stuff like that when they're on psychotropic drugs you know, we understand that those people dissociate and they're crazy, but we don't talk about how we ourselves actually enable uh, that dissociative behavior, not only through society, but also through drugs and more. And so we were kind of leaving off talking about people becoming vessels uh, and hosts for dark energies and malevolent spirits. Oh man. Um, I have to take this call. If they if if this call calls back, I have to take it. I'm gonna miss it right now for you guys because I love you and uh, I want to get this thing started. But if we get a call back, I unfortunately have to take that. Um, always busy over here. But we left off basically talking about people becoming vessels and hosts for dark energies or malevolent entities. I want to kind of speak more to that on this topic that I had brought up um, with you guys a couple weeks ago my aggressive spirituality um and i didn't really think that i had like an aggressive spirituality or a nature such as this but when doing an episode with paul zelizer of the awarepreneurs podcast it wasn't paul zelinski it was paul zelizer of the awarepreneurs podcast you know he asked me a question he said ej you have such a such an aggressive spirituality um because i i used to work out with him at the gym and we got to chat and um but we got to chatting about other things and I guess my spirituality and my nature came off to him. 
but the way that he had posed the question, he said, Aegis, you, you have such a such an aggressive spirituality. How can you account for that? How did that happen? You know, um, because I come from a technical background and a I guess I guess like a legal-ish background, a legal eh, kind of legal political background. So for me to become like this deeply spiritual person in the kind of aggressive and abrasive nature that I am, it's like an anomaly. And so I wanted to kind of touch on that again. I'm glad that you're here, Colt, because this ties into it. The aggressive spirituality I kind of come from, it comes from like the, the, the discipline, the awareness, right? Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking with my buddy Colt about how we have a very candy ass cartoonish approach towards what we think Christianity is. Christianity is actually very, it, there is some very disciplined, strong-willed and, and, and just powerful people that are Christian because it's not a coward's religion. We have a candy approach towards it, but that's not the case. It's been nerfed so that people don't understand what it's teaching. That's why you have like a lot of Pharisees and religious folk that think just because they, 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 they tithe a lot that they've earned their seat in heaven. That's not the case. You will know somebody by their fruits, but you will not get into heaven by, by your works. And so when I'm talking about my aggressive spirituality, it, it, it kind of comes from having it being taken from me or, or, or if anything, giving it up, exploring other faiths, trying other disciplines, only for me to come back understand Christianity and on the flip side, have other people take it from me, have people try to take my spirituality, take my understanding and shoot me down. So my, my aggressive spirituality, if anything, comes from the very same nature that I have when, 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 when looking at this information. When I tell you I'm not that smart, that I'm only responding to this threat. That's the same way that I'm trying to explain things. I didn't think I had the spirituality until I started seeing what was being offered to me and what the alternatives were. Until somebody tried to take it from me, that's whenever I was I was I was able to understand it that much deeper and embrace it. And so when I get up here, it's not for me trying to trying to sound like a Pharisee or trying to sound religious or trying to sound like I'm some Bible thumping Christian or, or any of this type of stuff. This is me explaining that incremental path that I'm still on right now. But the aggressive nature comes from that combative uh, environment that we're in right now. That, 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 that environment that says, well, you better not, you better not pray. You better give crystals, but you better not pray. I hope that makes sense. And so <laughs> we're going to be hopefully joined by you guys. Um, I think what in what typically ends up happening is we have like a uh, a hard hitting, fast paced uh, first episode, first segment, and uh, people are so like jazzed by it that when we get to the second ones with guests, you know, they're either a emboldened to get on and come talk about these things or they're just wanting more of the continuation of the content and so we have to kind of continue on with the content until uh people start sending requests and so kaz i would kaz dc says that uh, satan's spirit lives in some people 
He also says that when you start getting attacked by evil forces, because you start reading precisely, um, precisely, I'll touch on that here shortly. You know, but before going to the break, to kind of summarize this segment, you know, I was having a hard time talking about Steve Quayle, the Giants, Gen 6, and the power of prophecy. You know, how Christianity is going underground as occultism goes mainstream. I think we all know somebody that, that, that either dabbles a little bit too much in the darkness or dabbles a little bit too much with drugs. And those are gateways. You know what? I was talking about this in the previous segment. I think I'm just going to do it now. I think I'm just going to find right there the gateway experience. I'm going to read you guys some documents. Was this 1983? This was released. This was released in 2003. Oh wow, uh, September 10, 2003. And this comes from the Department of the Army. I'll hold this up for you guys real quick. This is a, a multi-page document containing uh, essentially uh, Project Growth Flame, Project Stargate, and more. But in this, it talks about. The gateway process they conduct this june 9 june 9th 1983 and it's the analysis and the assessment of the gateway process uh, and this goes to the commander of the u.s operational group at fort meade and it talks about people's abilities to interface uh with what we would, what we would call like the ether what we would call otherworldly things and so much more i'm just going to read from this real quick and then kind of go from there because I had briefly touched on the gateway process and how they've been doing studies since at least the 60s um, with things like MKUltra. If you really want to look into something, look into uh, Project MK Often, M-K-O-F-T-E-N. It's where they were working with uh, occultists, witches, uh, priests, poleros, warlocks, all kinds of different uh, disciplines just imagine like a men in black style situation where you have all kinds of different people doing their occult rituals and, and their workings and you have people in the back documenting like the effects. That's what MK often is. People are familiar with MK Ultra, but if you want something to look into that's along this same thought process, look into Project MK often. Uh, but let me read into this. Yeah, this is just a correspondence uh, between soldiers, military men talking about the gateway process and their scientific assessment of it. It says that you tasked me to provide an assessment of the gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and its ultimate practicality. As I set out to fulfill that tasking, it soon became clear that in order to assess the validity and the practicality of the process, I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process worked. Frankly, sir, that proved to be an extremely involved and difficult business. Initially, based on conversations with a physician who took the gateway training with me, I had recourse to the biomedical models developed by Itzak Benthoff to obtain information concerning the physical model or to concerning the physical aspects of the process. Then I found it necessary to delve into various sources of, for information concerning quantum mechanics in order to be able to describe the nature and the functioning of human consciousness. I had to be able to construct a scientifically valid and reasonably lucid model of how consciousness functions under the influence of the brain hemisphere synchronization technique employed by Gateway. 
Once this was done, the next step involved recourse to theoretical physics in order to explain the character of the time-space dimension and the means by which expanded human consciousness transcends in its achieving Gateway's objective. Finally, I again found it necessary to use physics to bring the whole phenomena of out-of-body states into the language of physical science to remove the stigma of its occult connotations and put it into a frame of reference suited to the objective assessment. So what they're saying is they're taking they're taking remote viewing and astral projection and out-of-body experiences away from the occult realm and this is uh this is exactly what Alistair Crowley talks about. Uh, this is what renowned or uh, renowned ex-occultist Roger Morneau talks about. It's taking the the occult and making it part of the normal modern placer, making it science, making it making it tangible. Like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'll figure out how to say it in a better way. There are some people that say that uh, communism or Marxism, uh, because Charles Darwin and Marx were like actual Satanists, they admitted this, that their political ideology is Satanism made, 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 made whole. It's the very same thing. They're taking a spiritual process and they're turning it into a scientific experiment where it's conductible. Um, when I was talking, I'll say this and I'll get back into these documents with you guys. When I was talking about the psychedelic psyop, you know, I was, and I had all kinds of notes. Oh my God, I had a lot of notes from Timothy Leary, Terrence McKenna, Joe Rogan, um, the Esalen Institute in California, you know, D uh, DMT cults. Uh, mush, uh, uh, ayahuasca brainwashing facilities, uh, magic mushroom farms, like all kinds of stuff. When I was looking into the psychedelic psyop and trying to figure out how to explain this to people, um, I came into information that bumped along the same lines such as this that talked about them creating cosmonauts, essentially people who would dose up on DMT and they would go through the gateway process, through this experience, and they would communicate with entities on the other side of the realm. This is where uh, Rick Strauss did his, uh, his work, getting all sweaty, where Rick Strauss did his work with the University of New Mexico with DMT and the spirit molecule, where they were trying to figure out, and this is some information that you guys can go see um, when, you, when you follow up on it. Rick Strauss was saying that certain people whenever they did X amount of DMT, that they began to have the same experience or the same uh, type of experience where they would come into contact with these entities. And so people like Joe Rogan, whoever's running this aspect of the agenda of the psychedelic psyop, they're taking people through this process, forcing them to come into contact with whatever these other entities are and hoping that they're able to exchange information now the thing is, and I and I touched on this earlier, and I got to just get back into these documents. I touched on this when I when I talked about Elon Musk and his Neuralink. I freaked out about it. That how many people have been sacrificed through the cosmonaut program for them to figure these types of things out? Oh, precisely, Cas CERN. You know, um, the Large Hadron Collider, the, the the breaking of the barriers. 
It's a very real thing. Um, and I know it sounds wild, but I'm sorry, I don't have all the documents and the posts and the videos to put this together. I'm simply reading from documents from the 80s and trying to catch you up to where we're at with this type of program today. But uh, let me get back into this. The author says that I began the narrative by briefly profiling the fundamental biomedical factors affecting such related techniques as hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation so that their objectives and mode of function could be compared in the reader's mind with the gateway experience as the model of its underlying mechanics were developed. Additionally, the introductory material is useful in supporting the conclusions of the paper. I indicate that at times, these related techniques may provide useful entry points to accelerate movement into the gateway process. Niels Bohr, the renowned, the renowned physicist, once responded to his son's complaints about the obtuse nature of certain concepts in physics by saying, quote, you are not, you are not thinking, you are merely being logical. The physics of altered human consciousness deals with some conceptualizations that are not easily grasped or visualized exclusively in the context of ordinary left brain linear thinking. So, to borrow Dr. Dr. Bohr's mode of expression, parts of this paper will require not only logic, but a touch of right brain intuitive insight. Give me a second. One second, sorry. Right brain intuitive insight to achieve a complete comfortable grasp of the concepts involved. Nevertheless, once that is done, I am confident that their construction and application will stand up to the test of rational critique. Then it goes on to finish it. But um, briefly what we're talking about here is them scientifically figuring out how to access every single human's uh, psychokinetic potentiality, how to have us access that out-of-body's out of, out of altered state of human consciousness they're trying to, they, they tested it, they figured it out, and they're trying to figure out how to use it. What we're essentially talking about is the run-up to remote viewing. That's essentially what Project Stargate is, is remote viewing. Um, U.S. soldiers pushing themselves out of their body to conduct surveillance-based research on, say, Iranian nuclear facilities, uh, Russian missile installations, and things like that. If you guys go look into the information, it's actually very, very uh, trippy. But <laughs> I couldn't, I have to get away from this document if you guys want the truth. Because look at this. Look at this. It literally breaks down more of what the actual gateway process is. What specific types, what specific parts of the, of the brain are activated whenever you go into an out-of-body state. What happens whenever you're whenever you're 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 engaging in what they say PK abilities, psychokinetic uh, abilities, telekinesis, telepathy. Uh, there's 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 a broad range of <laughs> of human abilities that we have that truly are being smothered and nerfed. And so, what I'm trying to talk to you guys about are about my aggressive spirituality, the threats that we're facing. You've got to know the tools that are at your disposal. You've got to know the tools that are, at, that are at your disposal, and you've also got to understand what they're trying to do to you. So this was something that was conducted, like I said, from the 60s 
all the way up into the 90s, and I kind of briefly alluded to them still conducting these types of experiments today. They know what they're doing. If, they're, if I'm able to show you just a quick graph, just a quick little image of the different parts of your brain that they were aware of, at least back in the 80s, that allowed for you to engage in out-of-body capabilities, imagine how much time they've had to perfect this ability over the 40 years. Over the 40 years that this, this has been public knowledge, or at least quiet knowledge uh, for the government, the CIA, Department of the Army, they've had enough time to roll this stuff out to nerf us. You see, I've talked about this before, and I think maybe it's because I'm getting, I'm getting older, I'm wanting kids, I'm seeing what they're doing to the kids, I'm aware of like the multi-generational warfare, what we talked about just last week. You gotta understand, The children that are supposed to be born right now are supposed to be the heroes that we're waiting for. The same way that we were, we, we tell ourselves all the time, oh, uh, go be who you needed when you were younger, right? Be who you need needed when you were younger. Go out there, go save people. The children that are supposed, our children, mine and yours children, whoever, the children that are supposed to be born are supposed to undo all of this. I, I touched on just last week that uh, my children will be dealing with the children of Antifa, the children with Black Lives Matter, the children of the Boogaloo Boys, with the children of Indivisible, with the children of Antifa and more, the children of the Satanists, of the Satanic Temple and more. My children will have to deal with that. And these, are, and, these are, and these are the children that don't get aborted, that don't get perverted, that don't get sexualized, that don't get sterilized. Like you have to understand they're aware of what they're doing and the repercussions that it's going to incur and so it, rather than trying to it, it they're they're trying to escape judgment by doing even more degenerative things to depopulate and dehumanize us like this is when this is where it gets kind of crazy because now you're talking about child sacrifice the future you're talking again about just like chronology the timeline and how like all this stuff works prophecy and so much more when you have an entire generation of people who have grown up just like killing their babies and killing and, and, and caring about nothing less, we're going to have to pay for that. When I'm telling you that we live in the degenerate in, in, in the degeneracy of the previous generation, so will our children. They will have to fix this. They will have to fix what we don't step up and do. And so when I'm trying to talk about setting the stage for the next battle that's going to take place, we have to make sure that we have enough, uh, either actors, soldiers, bodies on the field. We need more people who are aware of all the things that we're facing against so we can have that kind of multi-spectrum assault, that multi-spectrum approach towards fixing things. This is, it's not gonna be easy. None of this is easy. But I'll tell you what's worse is acting like this is the only way it's supposed to be. That's what I have a problem with. So let me, let me get back to this. You know, psychedelics, hallucinogens, dissociative drugs, opening up the gateway, what I would consider the psychedelic psyop, and how this again aids towards that that immorality, that 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 breakdown of law and order, that breakdown of oh well, what's right, what's wrong, it doesn't really matter. That that I don't want to say I don't want to say spiritually, 
we're getting to a point to where we we believe more of creation instead of create instead of the creator let me see if I can get somebody to join us because I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a herp dirt moment and I think that might have been because I was given a whole lot of energy in that previous Instagram live in that previous segment that I kind of maybe bottomed down I doubt that either that or I'm still like focusing on the fact that we have all these great things that we should be doing but we're about to destroy ourselves we're about to And, and maybe maybe this is me just like having this random thought. Maybe it's just, you know, like the Aztec or the Mayans, man, to where we're just, we're reaching a point to where we're killing ourselves. We're eating each other. We're engaging in cannibalism. Our society is about to destroy, destroy itself and nobody cares because we're just so addicted to drugs. We're addicted to distractions. We could, we're, we're, we're delusional. Nothing matters. It's like, why do we need to destroy ourselves? Why are we expecting somebody else to destroy us? We're doing it to ourselves. I mean, we do it at such a fast rate, nobody really even cares. So it's 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 very sad to see. You know, the fact that they've somehow mainlined, streamlined degeneracy, Satanism. Um, you know, we're, we're we're moving away from morals, from values. You know, we talked about this earlier. You know, childbirthing and the dehumanization campaign and depopulation. You know this pandemic really did put a number in people having kids prior to that you know you had the birther strike taking place people that believed that climate change was so horrible so they were going to stop having kids you know and I, and I just look at how there's so much fear and so much poison and so much toxicity and so much negativity all being forced and crammed down our throat telling us that we shouldn't like live that that that, that you that you know it really only comes from like an evil place and I don't want to say like I'm desensitized to, the, to this evilness because I don't think anybody can be, but I think most people have to be aware of it. And so when I get here before you guys trying to break down how many different ways they're trying to have you give up your humanity, have you give up your divinity, have you give up your legacy and more. It's not like I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I'm a hater or any of this type of stuff. I'm trying to say how you, you, you've got to look at the world that they've created. What they, what they want you to think of as important and what they want you to think of as successful, what they want you to go after. You know, it's gonna to get to a point with this COVID-19 nonsense to where, yeah, people are gonna have their shots for sure. People are gonna want their vaccine, but it's not gonna be just about the vaccine. There's gonna be a certain, a whole new social class that comes with this. Oh, I've got my shots. Look at this dirty human that doesn't have their vaccine. But what they're not gonna understand is that these vaccines are gonna be modifying your DNA, potentially sterilizing you, and causing all sorts of other problems. But they won't care because they'll be able to go outside, they'll be able to go, they'll be able to be in this whole new social class. But there's going to come strings attached with it. There's going to be a lot of strings attached with it. It's not going to be normal. And this is again a part of that, that, that society splintering off where you're not going to want to have people that, that, that think, oh, I can't go outside because I don't have a shot. That's crazy. You're going to have, again, that breakdown of the law and order. And there's going to be, unfortunately, casualties on both sides. Um, I, I, I think I just worry 
because we should not be openly having these kind of conversations. And an argument can be made that, that we should, but I, I thoroughly don't believe that we should be. I think that things are getting so crazy out there that it's coming down to the wire. It's coming down to the person. It's coming down to day by day decisions that you're having to make. Um, ever since, ever since I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I haven't been back to the gym because of this whole mask nonsense, that's true. And society is going to begin to splinter along those lines unless we either fix it or just move on from it. Because the sad truth is, is we can't move on from it. Precisely. Uh, often you'll praise says that it's a forfeit of our sovereignty. Precisely. They're trying to have us forfeit all of it. Give it up. You know, give me, give me one second. Give me one seventeen. You know, speaking of giving up our sovereignty, this kind of pops in my mind. These are um, the rough drafts of the questions that I had beforehand. On here, I have that masks are a part of MK Ultra. You know, talking about COVID nineteen and all this other nonsense giving up our sovereignty that's exactly what the masks are the fact that we no longer have our identity you know and i said this going into this that the masks represent not health but submission and control that when you put that ball gag in your mouth and put on them handcuffs the mask and the gloves that you're you're essentially submitting that these are masks of the beast but let's take it a step even further how are the masks part of mk ultra is it the fact that you're not saying anything? Is it the fact that your throat chakra is not being worked? You see, it's not about security and it's not about health. It's about submission and it's about control. But take it a step further. I said this a couple months ago, right as, right as, right as George Floyd unfortunately passed away, that they had kept us locked down in our houses traumatized for extended periods of time for, mo for months and then they let us out only for us to become radicalized. Do you guys understand what trauma-based mind control is? I mentioned it earlier before that whenever I was interviewing people like Spr uh, Fritz Springmeier and more so looking into things like satanic ritual abuse, pedogate, pizzagate, uh, spirit cooking, the activities of true Satanists, not 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 candy ass like puppet Satanists who were up there to try to recruit people. No, I'm talking about real people who are actually engaging in dark and demonic acts. These are the people who are really victims of MKUltra and more. And so when we're talking about how people have been traumatized, you have to understand that this is a very, very sophisticated agenda. That's what they're saying. Oh, new normal, 15 days to slow the spread. And now, and, now, and now you have contact tracers uh, peering through people's news hole or uh, news slits, mail slots in their homes in the UK. 15 days to slow the spread. And now we're basically on house arrest. It's crazy how that happened. But how are the masks part of MKUltra? Really, really, let's think about that. Because we, we touched on it a couple months ago, how they want you to engage 
in the delusional thought process, how they want you to be as hysterical as them. We're past that part. Like really think about what I'm trying to break down to you. Again, that psycho-spiritual configuration, you have a lot of people now that are, that are simply victims of Stockholm Syndrome. The other day, and this is me just going on like a, I'll put a pin in this. This is me uh, talking about some, some personal stuff. You know, I had a, a, a friend of mine who moved to Florida, I think to do like music production um, a couple years ago. I don't wanna see if she's a friend. She ain't a friend, she's just this chick I know. And she's crazy now, like she's legit crazy right now. And I say that because I, I, I watched your Snapchat feed the other day and she tried to cover up that she's got OCD, ADHD, yes or whatever. But what I was hearing was mental illness uh, and mental health. And what I say by that is she's one of the people that basically stayed inside of her house throughout this entire pandemic and only went out to go out to bars um, and for class. And so whenever your only lifeline to society is Snapchat, class, and the bar, you don't really have a good social construct. And so what I'm trying to say is there are millions of people like this chick I saw, bro. Like, real, like honestly, there are millions of uh, kids who feel like prisoners inside of their school right now being brainwashed and conditioned to think differently and they're losing their minds and they're losing control of it. And so every week that we talk about these types of things, we're actually able to help some of these people wake up from that indoctrination program that they're a part of and, and, and see how there's, there's, there's other things going on here. But touching back on the Stockholm Syndrome and masks being a part of the MKUltra program, really look at again how not well people are. This is what I touched on in the previous segment, the mental health epidemic that's gonna come from this, the mental health epidemic that's gonna encourage people to further disassociate from reality. We talked about it a lot, a lot last year and a lot more so this year, the suicide spirit, the nihilism, the apathy, the anxiety, the stress, the depression, and so much more, the suicide rates that are off the charts. Military people are actually committing suicide too because of COVID, because they can't keep up with all the regulations, so they're offing themselves. This is nuts. So when, so, so when I'm telling you that not only are masks killing the economy, but they're also a part of the MKUltra program, you've got to look at, again, how they've been able to deploy it. MKUltra comes from about this same time frame as uh, Project Stargate, Project Simlane, Project Real Flame, and Project Sunstreak. But that's almost like 40, 50, 60 years into the future now. They've had time to perfect it. They know what they're doing by showing you cops being killed, uh, police being shot, uh, burning, uh, buildings being burned, uh, mobs of people just going out there causing chaos. They know what they're doing. They're flashing these images in your head to terrify you because you'll look to anyone to provide you with solutions. You won't look to yourself to say, it's time to strap up and take care of business because you've been disenfranchised. But this is a part of, again, the program of having people give up their sovereignty, give up their identity. That's why you've, that's why you've not seen me wear a mask. I wanted to get this cool little Halloween mask I have. It was cool because it's got like a little reflective face on it. So you can like see yourself. Um, it looks like a mask out of that, that, that game Destiny. It looks super cool, but uh, I'm gonna wear it for Halloween. 
because I figure we're all wearing masks now, right? My mask is a mask that reflects you. Hold on, what does Victor say? I'll say this and get back into stuff. Uh, Victor from Brazil says, EJ, I was gonna tell you, I've been asking people and teachers how they feel about the vaccine and no one seems concerned or worried. I don't get how they feel safe and comforted with the idea of a vaccine being released. But thank you, John. I think that if you want the truth, I don't think that people, for, for some people, they're unable to conceptualize it. They can't, when, when, when we're talking about it, altering your DNA, biohacking, transhumanism, uh, mRNA and stuff like this, there's, there's no frame of reference for them to understand uh, why you should be worried if you want the truth. You know, we're looking at things like Mark of the Beast style technology, RFID chips, um, again, biohacking, altering your DNA and stuff like this for teachers and for students. They have no understanding as to why uh, they should be worried. They got, a, they got a vaccine when they were younger. Why should they worry about this one? They were on a schedule when they were younger. Why should they worry? It's because people don't understand that this isn't like every other vaccine. They have what Johnson & Johnson calls regulatory flexibility. They're allowed to kill, maim, hurt, and experiment on us, and they won't receive any repercussions. This is why this is this is why you need to, if anything, do this, Victor, when you talk to them. Um, the, I know nobody realizes it. Re, nobody can realize it because they don't want to think about it. But that's why when you talk to them about again, event two hundred one, because we're coming up on a year of this, event two hundred one, um, multiple pharmaceutical industries come, businesses coming together to plan the pandemic last year. When you show them the facts, that's when you can begin to start working with them. But on another level, you also have to start working with people who want to work with you that understand the truth that already have information and bits bits and pieces of the puzzle uh sometimes we're doing a disservice by trying to reach the everyday person instead of putting forth these talking points and forcing the everyday person to increase their overall knowledge cap that's a lot of what uh, a lot of what this type of work does is i give this to you guys I, I i plant these seeds i tell you these things because i know that you have the mind the fertile brain to understand what I'm saying and it's only gonna blossom and grow. When you're talking about students and teachers, people that have been beaten down and broken down, told they have no future and belittled and dehumanized and essentially disenfranchised from their power, they're not, their minds aren't necessarily ripe. They're, they're, they're ripe to be taken, they're ripe to be plucked up, but they're not the right type of fertile soil that's needed to, 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 to grow that sovereign spirit to grow that sovereign identity, to have people fight back and wake up to these things. I hope that makes sense, Victor, because the idea is for people to go along with this. This is why you have a lot of people uh, engaging in uh, the COVID-19 nonsense, getting into the masks, wearing the cute things, you know, shaming other people. That's, that's, that's what this whole thing is. That's what I was trying to allude to in the previous segment, the breaking of the social contract to where now we're going with the new normal. See, I, I hope this is answering your question, uh, John, John from Brazil. 
I hope that this is answering your question because what we're talking about is that new normal, is that paradigm shift. We're talking about COVID-1984, where they're saying, do, do away with logic. Why would you listen to Bill Gates? Why would you listen? Why would you go do research? Just trust the science, right? Just, just trust authority, right? Because it's not actually about health. It's not actually about science. Again, it's about obedience and compliance. If it were actually about health, they would talk about the less than lethal rate of the virus and talk about what we need to build up our immune system going on almost a year later, but because it's not about helping the individual person rediscover their sovereignty and their power, it's about belittling an individual to a point to where they want to kill themselves. It's about control. It's about submission. And so back to the Stockholm syndrome and the MK ultra aspect of this, the traumatization aspect of this, they want people to understand that they're being oppressed and to oppress others. They don't want people to, they don't want people to inspire others to resist, to have true resistance to tyranny. No, 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 no. What they want is they want to terrorize and traumatize people into giving up their freedom and their sovereignty and their individuality. That's what they're saying. Just put the mask on and we'll get through this. Oh, it's, it's just 15 days to slow the spread. Now we're like seven months into this. And I'm wondering what the hell. Now we're conspiracy theorists for thinking that the immune system should be doing exactly what it should be doing, fighting off diseases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why we had on uh, Dr. Stephanie Grutz, where she talked about uh, being where, where where she is a IV, a IV uh, an IV treatment specialist and a UV light therapist, where she's talking about yeah you just need to go outside but yeah you can actually uh, use UV light as a, as a disinfectant for viruses in your body. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Why aren't these types of amazing technologies being discussed? And she says, oh, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very low cost. It's very efficient, you know, uh, it doesn't cost that long. But because we're not talking about actual solutions, we're talking about submission and obedience to a generation of hysterics, this is where we've gotten to. You see, and to really explain this to a T with people, this is what happens whenever you have like a TikTok generation. This precisely, this is what happens whenever you have people doing dances on Snapchat and TikTok trying to look cute. Because, well, look at this, look at this lame for not wearing his mask. People don't understand that sometimes that trend is what keeps you entrapped. You get me? I put a little I put a little tongue in cheek type post on my personal Instagram about that mask filter from Snapchat and how nobody thought it was cute now. Nobody thinks the, the Snapchat mask filter is cute now because congratulations, you played yourself. This is what happens when we have an entire generation of people who give over their individuality to whatever the latest trend is whether or not it's for good or for bad. This is what happens when you have people who are like, you know what, I don't wanna work, I'ma start <clears throat> dancing and hope, <clears throat> they just wanna get back to normal, whatever the fuck that means for them, you see? 
This is what happens when you don't, again, have people who are grounded in reality, don't do research, don't talk about how this is going to affect tomorrow or their kids or the future landscape. This is what happens when you have people who are essentially trendies. I know this sounds like judgmental and jerky, but we would not be here in this place if we didn't have people that wanted to be emboldened in their hysteria, that wanted their delusions validated. That regardless of seeing how much science, how much facts from the white coat summits to having doctors censored to having uh, 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 hospitals SWAT teamed for, uh, for, for providing vitamin C, regardless of how many facts there are out there, people don't wanna hear it. They wanna be validated in their hysteria. Well, I bought the mask, I bought the hand sanitizer, I bought the gloves, COVID? Well, uh, coronavirus, you know? No handshakes, uh? You see, it's because you have people that wanna be fucking cowards. You have people that wanna be slaves. That's the sad truth. That is the sad truth of the matter. I talk about the social challenge aspect of it. People over here doing TikTok dances, trying to be cute. You have people that want to be slaves. You don't have people that want to that, that, that don't want to go along with the bull crap. You don't have people that want to stand up. You've got followers. Precisely, Jared, Stockholm Syndrome. And now that they've been, again, like I said before, traumatized to a position to where they don't even know where up or down is, they're just being obedient. That's the problem. They've had their fight beaten out of them and now they're just obedient slaves. And this is the problem, is we have more slaves than we do leaders. And so you're having to have people like myself step up, call this stuff out, begrudgingly because nobody nobody wants to sacrifice himself upon the altar of social media nobody does but at the same time the truth has to be said because if we don't we're going straight for we're, we're going head first into slavery we're going head first into bondage and this is what i was talking about just last week maybe we need to go in or just the other week maybe we need to go into bondage so we understand freedom i hope you guys hear my chickens Maybe we need to go into bondage. Maybe we need to have a little bit of our freedoms taken from us so we understand what, what, what was given to us, what we inherited. I said this on David Nino's, uh, David Nino Rodriguez's podcast, when we were talking about Antifa, BLM and more, that every time they do this type of nonsense, pushing the Overton window that way, engaging in more of that lawlessness, that's another right another couple of years that we're gonna to have to fight to get back. And that's how this works. People don't understand that we're having to, people don't understand the very, very sophisticated nature of this program. And I alluded towards it, or I alluded towards it uh, in the previous segment that uh, Prime Minister Tony Blair, or former Prime Minister Tony Blair of, uh, of the UK and uh, UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez have both called for a global governance when dealing with coronavirus simply because they think that one nation is too weak and that we all need to come together in order to to combat this. So you see how the very thing that created the problem is going to provide the solution for them. Something that they cooked up together at Event 201, they're now trying to come together and say, well, shucks, 
looks like we don't have the proper infrastructure to help deploy all these vaccines to the people. Looks like we need a global government to do so. So do you understand the sophistication that I'm talking about here? You see? I'll, uh, I'll talk about a one world religion in another day, Cass. Because uh, when you're talking about that, that's a, that's a whole separate thing. Uh, but here's what I want to do because uh, my chickens are laying their eggs and I got to make these phone calls. And we have about, uh, we have about 11 more minutes left. Here's what I want to do. I want to read you guys real quick. Get away from this COVID-19 nonsense. So I'm so sick and tired of it. What I want to read to you real quick as I get the Bible app on my phone um, is Revelation 16 and 14. What demons do to kings? And I had mentioned it earlier. What war is? It's just two. It's just rich. It's just rich old people sending good young people to die for causes that are not their own. But um, give me one second to get this this quote up for you guys, or this scripture up for you. This is uh, Revelation chapter 16, verse 14. Reading from the Bible app, King James Version. And it says, For they are spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to battle on that great day, of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, and lest he walk naked, and lest they see his shame. And he gathered them together in a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. I'm going to be doing a separate show on that, on 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 the different scrolls that have been undone as talked about in the Bible in Revelation the vials that are poured out the time frame that we that we've entered into because prophecy is deeply important uh, and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying it is done and there were voices and thunders and lightnings and there was a great earthquake such such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God, to give up to give unto her the cup of wine of the fierceness of his wrath, and every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great talking about meteors falling out of the sky and armageddon man you know there are some people that say that that's one of the reasons why they're creating space space force is so that they can try to circumvent judgment like there are so many different things going on in this world of ours guys that if you get caught up in these deceptions and if you get caught up in the lies understand that it's just that that there is truth out there and that even in a time of censorship and misinformation and fake news, this is why you have to learn these things. You have to teach yourself these things. You have to unlearn 
what you've learned and teach yourself something new. That's how this works. You don't get ahead. You, you don't fight fire with fire. You don't solve the problems with the thinking that created the problems. This goes back to what I was talking about in the previous segment. Renaissance over revolution. Renaissance over rebellion. Renaissance over a civil war. We gotta fix our thinking. But we have to understand where they're taking us and what that means for us on the flip side because it's not good. Look at where we already are. And if we don't start now, it's gonna be a lot harder down the road. So yeah, it seems difficult now, but I bet you if you don't start now, it's gonna be much more difficult down the, down the road. And that's what I was saying beforehand about people close to me, you know, that this work, whatever you wanna quantify it as, is all encompassing and it's a commitment. And you listening right now have to make your own decision at, at, at almost a subatomic level day after day to improve. And if you don't, it's gonna seem difficult at first, but like any muscle, you have to train it. You have to begin to understand yourself the times and more. So when I'm saying that your spiritual senses are being overridden by your physical instincts, that we're being told, grab a gun, run out there in the streets, go kill something, don't care who, just somebody. Hate this guy, hate this guy. Don't buy into that. Don't engage in that. Don't validate other people's hysterias or engage in other people's delusions. Begin to calm not only your mind, but your spirit, man. And take the time that you need to create that sacred space for the healing. Because if you don't do it now, imagine how crazy things are gonna be in the future. If you don't learn the skills during peacetime, it's gonna be twice as hard during wartime. And that's all I can say. I'm gonna put the link for uh, the conspiratus documentary by Zendrius, uh, the Satanic Illuminati Conspiracy put together in 2009. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below so you guys can basically go get your information as well. Uh, this is a this is a documentary that I spammed before getting into this because um, it's just crazy to see how far we've come. You know, I'll say this and I'll begin to close out things for you guys. I, um, this documentary came out in 2009. We've been doing the podcast. I think we started this page back in 2012. We didn't really start going serious until about 14. Uh, we got notoriety in like 16 and here we are like a couple years later. I had about like two or three years out of high school to like get drunk, get faded, lose my mind and really, really like ask myself what's happening. Like, why am I here? What's happening in the world? What can we do? What can I do? I had like a couple years and then I stumbled across this documentary and you know, were it not for, Zendrius doesn't know this, were it not for this type of documentary and truth seekers out there doing this type of work before me, man, I would not be here. Really, you know, when you go watch this documentary, you'll go see Bill Cooper, Phil Schneider, Ted Gunderson, Roger Morneau, Kathy O'Brien, Fritz Springmeier, John Todd, Aaron Rousseau, you'll go see all these people that put their life out there on the line to do the very thing that I'm telling you right now. And so while it does terrify me saying all this stuff, it's gotta be said because it's not for me. It might not even be for my generation. It might be for the people that come after me. Regardless, 
the truth has to get out there. And I have to get over myself in order to tell you guys the truth. That's why this episode was so fast-paced. That's why I didn't waste a whole lot of time. That's why we didn't get into a whole lot of theatrics. We stayed on point when looking at this stuff because you have to understand. I'm not, I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to plant those seeds in your fertile mind. And I'm trying to give you that fire because I know you can deal with it. I'm trying to give it to you because I know you'll do something with it. The same way that I did. But that's all I really got for you guys. We are um, coronavirus free still. We are still COVID free. But that's all I really have for you guys and gals. Uh, I know I went over a lot and I will always do that. But I'll have the links for the conspiracy documentary in the, in the description bar below, as well as to the, the, the Zabellion mini cast that we did um, back in June. So you guys can kind of get like another understanding of the breakdown of law and order. Um, and yeah, that's what I got. I will try to be here before you guys next week, Lord willing, coronavirus free. Um, as you saw, my phone's blowing off the hook all the time. I will, like I said, try to be here before you guys again with you next Tuesday, Lord willing, coronavirus free to talk about these things and more, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We, um, I think we're still banned on our page, like on our main page. Oh, yo, I'll, I'll say this and I'll, I'll close out. So a couple months ago, like whenever the pandemic started, <laughs> Uh, Instagram said they were going to come out with a feature to where listeners could join and get badges and basically like help where, 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 where you guys could join and pay to send up comments to, to do all kinds of different stuff like that. I laughed because I waited for that for the entire pandemic and that never happened. Never happened. And they just now released it, that feature. And I laughed because, well, it doesn't mean shit now. You know, I can't even go live on my own personal profile. Why should I try to make why should I try to make money from it? I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny that that's how these things work, that you get your hopes up only to have them stashed for you. And then you realize that that was foolish of you to have hopes in the first place. Um, so, yeah, man, that's just kind of funny. There are people out there and this is. I'll say this in all for real close out. Because it ties into more of that corporate consciousness woke stuff. Um, when you guys join Patreon, you're helping develop this infrastructure, this mindset, you're helping develop this community, the web app and the work that we do. Um, and when you have people who are getting on live who can now be paid through Instagram badges and Instagram page verification and stuff like that, you're having a corporate narrative being put out there and being emboldened by social media. I don't get that luxury. You guys emboldened me. You and God and my girl emboldened me. And so when I'm asking for you guys to support this operation, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about because you got bigger pages out there, people I've told you to watch out for, who are getting that Instagram money the same way that YouTube is paying people to be crazy. You're gonna start having people who are getting paid to be crazy from Instagram. You thought TikTok was bad, watch this, bro. I kid you not. And so I'm not trying to go down that route. I, I'm, I'm trying to stay on the route of, if you want to support this operation, join patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Help support us. Vote with your dollars. Vote with your lifestyle. You thought things were crazy now. You're going to see some crazy things in the future. 
Uh, but like I said, that's all I really got for you guys and gals. I'll put the link for everything I mentioned here in the description bar below. Conspiratus by Zindrius, as well as the Zabellion documentary. Uh, links to articles that I went over and more in the description bar. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out.